0: Welcome back to NFT Talks Podcast. I'm here today with two lads, one local lad from Stoke, another guy from Manchester. We've got Rick and Milo. Uh, Milo's an artist. Rick is an NFT collector. Uh, they've both come together to create an amazing platform for artists and collectors. Uh, we're going to get into it and understand all the amazing things they're doing. But let's start. How, how's everyone doing, lads?
1: Good. Good. Sun's shining. Busy, so oh, yeah. The UK, Life yeah, is good. For once. <laughs> for once, this is our day of summer, so enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get your tops off get the beers out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't want to scare the neighbours. <laughs> well, yeah, um, yeah
0: let's, let's jump straight into it, re- just to hear a bit about you, your guys' background. Like, I mean, we we'll, could we'll, we'll start with Milo. Oh my God.
1: Can you... It's fine, it's fine. Like, hey, listen, we... Let's, yeah, let's listen, listen, Power through, power listen, through. Listen, we're <laughs>
0: going to power through. We won't, we won't start again. You know, This is what it is, isn't it? This is, it's a podcast, I'm in the office, and the alarm keeps going off. No, but we're just, we're just going to keep going. We started, Life goes we've on. We've already man. done this three times, so... Um, is it? Was yeah. it the fire alarm? It's the testing the fire alarm for some reason. Uh, it's nobody it's told me, but... Su- as long as the building's
1: not on fire. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's why I'm just checking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we have...
0: Yeah like let t- tell the audience a bit about yourself and yeah just your background and into inter- inter- into the NFT space.
2: Yeah man so I've been an artist for uh, as long as I can remember now not in NFTs until sort of late 2020 early 2021 um you know I'm I'm a 3D artist I've been working in the music industry for for t- again also as long as I can remember back back in the MySpace days and the Bebo days like from way back then uh seeing all of these social platforms come up and you know, when we jumped into NFTs, um, yeah, man, there was, um, it's fun, it's fun, but there's a few, few things that we, uh, we found we, we might be able to change, but, you know, being an artist in the space, super exciting, um, you know, it's, it's super refreshing to be able to create off your own back and not have to use a brief and things like this. So, but yeah, man, it's, um, that's a, a very nutshell of me, uh, 3D artist, um, yeah, and over to you, Rick.
1: Yeah, so myself, I mean, I've I've got a lot of experience in web two working for digital marketing agencies and stuff like that, which is, which is, you know, some untransferable skills in, in web three, but I'm sure anyone that knows who's already in the space, it's a, uh, it's a steep learning curve and there's a big difference. But my, I started last year, started last year in the lockdown. Um, I just wanted to start, I, I Stumbled upon the fact that I had some crypto that I didn't realize I had and started looking into things a bit more and then just discovered NFTs. I think the first, first thing I spotted was like a guy was um what was sandbox, sandbox land. Okay. And it just kind of got my interest for what what how this digital asset and it just what that means. And it just started making sense to me pretty quick. Um, you know, we live in a world where, you know, people are buying skins for the computer games and stuff like that um you know but it's all centralized then you've got like road tax like here in the uk you don't have a tax disc in your car like you used to it's all digital to me that's that's an nft but essentially you know that's centralized and it it was all starting to fall into place quite quick and then i started just looking into it more and more discovered a little platform called hen Uh, thought it was hilarious at first because it's like hic et nuns or something like that. Like <laughs> my Latin's my Latin's not great, so you know don't don't kill me for pronunciation. But it was one of them things that I laughed at at first, and a lot of people did because of just this. It was all a bit weird and wacky, and then all of a sudden it was like, wow, man! Like you know, there's some real artists on here. Really putting working, and I just fell in love with it. It was um, you know that that turned into. I mean, I was doing consultancy work at the time, and it, it was obviously we locked down. Everything was dry. But I just started just full time collecting and, you know, investing, finding right times to flip and stuff like that, which I had decent success with with Hen and really enjoyed it. But like I say, it's a full time job. You've got to sit there trawling through Twitter constantly, constantly seeking past engagement tweets and stuff like that. And around this time, me and Milo started discussing our different problems that we're both facing. And, and that's kind of where Drop Up was born. Yeah, you know, um, coming from a Web2 background, I feel, I feel
0: there's, there's that in between. You get a lot of people push, push back from the Web2 well, Web background. Definitely. Uh, yeah, push back. So what, how did... Okay, you said you understood it. It made sense to you. Friends, maybe you've worked with them. Uh, do they push back? Do they say, like, we, we think this is nonsense? And why do you think they have that kind of look on the NFT space or the
1: Web3 space at the moment? Question. So what's weird to I mean there's a few things. one of them like I was kind of looking I was I remember about ten years ago, maybe twelve, there was a conversation around mobile and people in in web two agencies were like mobile's the next big thing, but the man on the street was like, "You never use your mobile to shop <laughs> and it's like it's so weird to me that these my peers from back then, when I speak to them now about web three, that why have they not kept up with this curve? You know, it's so. It, I just, I, I can't fathom it. Like, why, why these people that were so switched on ten years ago, have got stuck in, got stuck in the ways now? And you know, I think with with any kind of this, the majority of people like to get comfortable, stay where they are. If anything changes, that's seen as a threat. Where I think what you'll find is if you took a screen, if you took a snapshot right now of people in Web three, where people that embrace change and are aware that there's always constantly change. Now it's very easy to kind of, once you get comfortable, when you're a young buck, you're like, you need change because you need to overthrow the old guard. That, that's how life works. Yeah. But when, yeah. when you, when you become the guy yourself, then change can be a bit scary unless you, you're you prepared to take on the challenge. So that's, that's my kind of take on it. Is that just human, how humans work, do you know what I mean? But it, it and you know, it's not great either that, um, like, I watched a few YouTube videos the other day just to try and understand why people get um, so mad over NFTs. And one of the big problems is your cartoon animal projects. People think NFT means JPEG of a cartoon animal. Now, I don't know if you've seen the South Park specials on NFTs. If oh, you haven't, <laughs> oh, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. It's basically two hours of NFTs upon Ponzi, because this guy's going around, I won't ruin it for you. Yeah. But at the end, someone just says, yeah, they make total sense for, for science, for technology and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's all the bullshit that goes with it. And that's what it feels like at the moment mm-hmm. is the real core value is this little 1%, but 99% of the noise is by this JPEG, you're going to be rich. Now that, that's mental. So I feel like once this hype dies off, which it looks like it is doing, the real value is going to start coming through. And you, you can't deny... Um, technological advances at first people laugh at them and and power them off but sooner or later it's going to happen like i say you your car tax is already could be argued as a form of an it's a digital receipt you you know like you've got so many things we live in the digital world already our time's all spent online on social media people's social groups are made up online so you know like it it, it can't go any other way but forward so you know that's now,
0: that makes sense. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I want to hear from your perspective, Milo, like coming in as a graphic artists, artist, like was there any pushback on your side or friends or people that have seen what you're doing now? Because, I mean, you've had success because I'd say the minute you can sell an NFT, that's some sort of success.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Especially what- in today's market, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like <clears throat> it was a weird one because, you know, I think with an art- artist journey, it's a bit different than like, um you know like from from a collector point of view like everyone can do that if you know what i'm saying so it's like you say oh yeah you want to collect this and that's where i think the noise is, is coming from is it like i remember uh, just as an example like what probably about a year ago now i was in the barbershop and yeah. everything had just kicked off and everyone was finding about finding out about nfts and things like this and it was like i went into the barbershop yeah and i kept my mouth closed and I listened to what everyone else was saying around the barbershop about NFTs and crypto and things like this. I, Yo, I made ten grand last night, bro. And it was like it was it was so money based that like it felt right. weird for me sitting there thinking that like realistically, yeah, the the, the making sales and you know people collecting your work and, and getting the monetary value is, is okay. But like for me as an artist, what it allowed me to do is like not only validate myself in like the work that i've been producing for years and years and years for clients is to say you know can i make it for myself and are my ideas good rather than just keep working off this brief that's the real value for me and i think like the only you didn't i don't really get any any pushbacks from like my friends or family and stuff but more so of like the money of like oh, it seems really easy like oh you're just selling your art and, and make it and it's like i think the only again the only pushback was a bit like so so why would people buy it why would people buy it and it's like it's, I've never really like gone down the route of explaining, you know, the reason it's valued at this is because the, 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 the it's, what I've always said is like, I've done like 15 years worth of work that you haven't seen, like you haven't seen any of it. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, this is an opportunity for people like me, who've been working behind the scenes and in the shadows and, you know, for really big music clients and, you know, seeing our, our work up on stages and billboards and things like this for the past 10 years Mm-hmm. now when you come and claim it yourself uh, i think they're the only pushbacks of like people think oh you know where have you just come from and it's like if you if you really saw my journey you would you would understand not only uh why i am who i am but also why i'm here do you know what i mean to make yeah. a change and, and to get my royalties and to you know build build my own um communities and things like this so i don't think there's any been you know been any major pushbacks you know directly it's been more of just a um, you know the 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 mental the, men, the mental issues of like being on socials all day and things like this. I think they're the only drawbacks from an artist. is if you one take this too seriously and think that you're gonna, you know, make a million pounds tomorrow and then you don't, you know, there's a bit of a bit of a pushback there from yourself. But I think it's more from the like Rick side, the collector side of like, you know, there's a lot more uh, pushbacks from the normal people getting into that side of things because I think for, if I've when I've spoken to an artist. Once they get past the environmental issues, it's like, all oh, right, okay, sweet. Like, I spoke to a lady in the Apple shop one time. I bought a phone. She's, oh, what do you do? And I was like, I'm an NFT. Well, I'm an artist, but I've been selling an NFTs. And said, oh, aren't they really bad for the environment? Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, c- certain ones could be – And the- but she was an illustrator. And then, like, by the, by the time that I'd walked out, she was like, oh, you know, you'll have to follow me on Instagram and let me know about how I can sell my illustrations and stuff. So I think for artists, like, it's not – there isn't many pushbacks because hmm. – we're the driving force, we're the product, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's the other side that uh, has, has a, a lot of the issues. I mean, there is still issues with an artist, but not direct pushbacks from the public or, or anyone like that, I don't think. Just the environmental guys that, you know, don't do the research enough.
0: <laughs> is it 12, that, that's one thing. But I mean, the one thing you mentioned earlier on, just what I'm going to touch on is yeah. the question of what, why do you buy it? Like the market decides whether something's valuable. Like people don't question... Why do people collect stamps or spend money on expensive cars or Rolexes? Like it's still a piece of material and it's valued because the market decides it's, it's worth that much. And if people buy it, then that's what you sell it for. So why why is there a question? I mean, no one questions viral the, the people that go viral and then yeah, they make yeah. millions of going viral and then they've it's, got no nothing behind them. So I was thinking I think
2: it's 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 also brand as well. It's like, like you say Rolex, it's like they've got <laughs> hundreds of years of history, do you know what I mean? Which just gives them those value. And it's like to expect, you know, someone to, you know, again, I've got a lot of experience. I've worked with a lot of big clients that I've never really shouted about and things like this. And when I've come to the space, I've kept it humble. And I've just, you know, tried to tell my story a little bit. And, you know, as I, as I continue through the space, I I'll I will continue to tell more details about my story and about who I am. And I think that's the exciting thing is that like all the people that we're buying from right now, all we're seeing in the space, we don't really know them that well and it's like when you look at normal art galleries you go and you see these pieces on the wall that we all know and we all know everything about these people and I think that's what in, like inherited w- will will inherit value in the work of that like who we become do you know what I mean of like as artists like not only who we've been and the clients that we worked with before but in this space like how relevant are we and how what are we doing you know are we building are we just putting out loads of art until it doesn't sell anymore and disappeared like you know, there's a. I think there's a lot of things that artists um, can can do to answer that question and say, why would I buy this? I say, I'll tell you exactly why, do you know what I mean? Like, not only because I've worked my arse off to get to this point where I can create my work for you, but also, you know, create a good quality piece that uh, not only you would enjoy, but uh, everyone else can can sort of look at it as well. So, so yeah. yeah, man, I think um, I think it's it's an interesting space for the artists, for sure.
0: I'm going to ask, ask you a question. Both of you can probably give me an answer on this, but, and you might be covering it with, with the platform, which we're going to, but base, things have changed over the last year, like uh, within the space. You mentioned earlier on, people enter the space on the, 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 to buy art, to make money, buying NFTs to make money. Now as an artist, as a starving artist, as you call them, they're seeing all this success of artists like yourself, and UK artists and ferocious and whatnot selling pieces for millions of dollars. So they're coming in thinking, well, this is a way for me to make money. But there's still work to be done. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't <laughs> just come in and say, okay, here I am, everyone buy off me. It didn't work in the real world. It's still not, it doesn't mean it's going to work in the digital uh, realm. So what challenges do artists face now? Because and what do what kind of things do they have to do differently, maybe to what you had done? Because maybe when you enter the space it wasn't as saturated it wasn't as many people there wasn't as much noise it was much more calmer now it's there's everything going around nfts what advice would you give uh to an artist or strategy wise um for for,
2: again i'll let rick answer this after me as well because i think his points will be super super valid from a collector side of things but for an artist i would say like treat this like a business do you know what i mean I, i i you know Coming into the space, it's like you've only got so many hours in the day. Like, use your hours to your advantage. And it's not always like what someone else is doing or like working on your art. Like, there's been many times where I've like stopped to do my Twitter and things and be like, right, I need to focus on my art. I want you to make a piece of art. People are waiting for some art. I'm going to make some art. i make some art. And I come back to Twitter and there's nobody there. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, just try and prioritize, you know, your your strategy in a way to to actually make sense rather than it just being like right I'm going to do what he does and then like I'm going to jump back on here or I'll go over to discord I'll make a discord I'll make a website like make a plan as if you're a business because you are now and, and when I entered the space I seen people selling selling crazy pieces for crazy money and it was like people were just buying an nft because it was a token and they were getting the first you know the first ones in the wave but like now now that you like you say the market has become a bit more saturated it's it's good in a way because there's more eyes but it's harder because you you've got to cut through the noise so like making a piece of art and then putting it on twitter like isn't good enough any, anymore you've got to you know talk about the story and it, when nft's first started i think you probably remember like yeah. all the nft's have got massive stories next to them and everyone kept making a joke about them and now none of the nft's have got any stories it's like a mini one line of description or like, Oh, this is like, do, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's changed yeah. from being all this super arty farty, like, Oh, you know, look at this, read about this. This is why it's got that color. And now it's just sort of like they're sticking it out there and expecting that people are just going to buy it because it's an NFT. And it's like, no, let's draw back to the baseline. And, and your NFT is a piece of art. So market that piece of art, like you were in the, it, like you would do in, in the real world. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, you don't have to go to galleries and, and, and do things like that, but you know, understand the realm that you're in and, and present your art in the best possible format to, to hit where you want it to hit. Like just throwing it out there right now is, isn't going to do the job. But, you know, again, this is a a, converse, a, a, a reply for Rick because he's from the collector side of things. Yeah. And I'd like to hear that, a lot
0: that. What's, your, what's your thoughts?
2: Yeah, so, I mean,
1: I, we did a little poll last night um, and I was pretty surprised at the answer and the question was, what's more important um, in our – is that, is it the concept or is it the design? To me, it's it's the concept every time, uh, but it was like 60% of people said said the design, like the end result. Now, if you're just kind of putting out art and it's, you don't know if, it, that, as a collector, you're looking at something and, and you don't know the story, you don't know the concept behind it. Now, to, to me, I'm like a massive, I don't know if you know the story of Ducamp, Marcel Ducamp. No,
0: no, no. Oh.
1: Wow, what a guy! So he basically—I'm going to give it you in a nutshell, but you need yeah. to look into this guy. So basically, he's like—I mean, he did all sorts of crazy shit in World War II. He snuck back into occupied um, German, Germany, Nazi-occupied France yeah. as a cheese merchant to smuggle art back out that was their art, and they, so they snuck it back out. The guy was crazy, yeah. So I'm going to try and give you the short version. He he had a gallery that he set up. He had a magazine that he set up and at the time in this, I think it was like around 1920, but, you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd still wouldn't be 100% on that exact date. But um, at the time there was there was art curators and they were dictating how art should be. And his argument had been and always was like the artist should decide, like it shouldn't be a set group of people who decide that that's art, that isn't. So bearing in mind, he had all these moving parts, Yeah. Now, the they did um, at his gallery. They did a uh, an exhibition, and the deal was: if you paid your subs to the gallery, then whatever you decided went in there was to be a piece of art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So someone put um, a men's a, a toilet, a lavatory, a latrine, or whatever you call it, on its side, and it was signed by R. Mutt. Now, people kicked off left, right, and centre. The art critics, the art world, were like: it's it's too provocative. It's this. It's that. It's, it's not, sorry. Uh, it's not real art. It's this and the other, like, so he resigned. He made a big thing about it. Then he used his magazine um, to push this forward. Now, no one gave a shit, really, until he pushed it forward. Then it became national news to the everyman in the street. And the question was, what's art, what isn't, and who decides what art is? So he created this whole question and literally changed the narrative of, of you know, like, he asked a brand new question, yeah, like, and you looking in art history, it, that was a big pivoting point. Now, the twist is, it turns out that our mutt was actually him. So you've got to ask yourself how much of that he orchestrated, and I'd say pretty much all of it. To me, the the objects at the end, now there's been essays, there's been thesis wrote on, on this latrine and what it represents to me, this, that and the other. It could have been a coffee mug, for all I care. It could have been an empty pallet. The art was that whole fucking part of my friends. It was that whole story. Yeah. Yeah, It was that whole thing. That was the art. That was the, what ideas were expressed. You know what I mean? And his, and his, and this is what I agree with is that the the art is the idea and anything after that's kind of secondary. Do you know what I mean? Anything to, in my words, the arts, the idea, anything after that's labor and materials. Yeah. Mm. So, we're seeing this digital, like, like we're seeing what's co- co- coming through now. As a collector, I want to understand what that, that visualisation is the end result of what, do, do you know what I mean? Like, what is it? Or is it just, are you just a really good graphic designer and you're really good at looking at someone else's style and kind of twisting it and putting your own on it? Or have you had an original thought and now you're expressing that? Like, for me, that, that's what I need to see. Um to for a piece to really think and sometimes you can see it without hearing the story, but sometimes you need to hear the story too. So yeah, yeah, for me that's um that's a big point for me. It's made me think
0: maybe it's a case of it depends on artists need to consider their collector. Think of who you're selling to, because there may be a collector just who appreciates the end result. And if you're this is 100%. only my opinion, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you find that yeah, collector, yeah. That makes sense. However, I would say. The biggest pieces that have been sold as NFTs, as always, have, have had stories behind it. People ferocious piece. Um, you've had um, Krista, Kim, Krista Kim with the, the digital house. I mean, I had her on the podcast and she told me the, re- the reason why she got it sold. She spoke to the collector and gave him a story behind the concept behind the house. And that's what made him buy it. Mm-hmm. So once again, to the biggest pieces being sold, there's always been some concept story behind it. So um, yeah,
2: just as a as a small point on that as well, I think um, there's a weird industry secret that not a lot of people know is that a lot of these pieces that you see selling for a lot of money, like they were sold before before they got minted. Like they, they these aren't just people don't stick things out onto super rare and then some guy walks up and pays half a million pound for it. Like it's not the way things work. Like these when you see that happening, not all the not all the time, but I'd probably say you know like eighty percent of the time that's either been pre-arranged and there's nothing wrong with that at all. This is just like, you know, having a buyer of your art, if you're a painter in the real world currently, he's going to keep coming back and say, you know, can you paint me this? Or what about this? This is a cool idea. And you're going to paint it. Like there's no, there's no, there's no issues with that, but it's, it, 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 it causes a crazy journey when you think that this guy has just made a piece of art randomly in his bedroom and yeah. put it out online as someone's paid half a million pounds for it. Like, I mean, I, back, back in 2021 early 2021 that was happening but like now these are all relationships that have been built and they've been worked on and that piece is going there and it's used for this and it's like don't always look at the face value of what you see on socials or you know s- some people say oh i've just sold out and s- some people might have bought like the last two themselves just to post that and it's like don't, don't like there's, there's always a story behind everything whether it's the art whether it's the sale whether it's the promotion the marketing the pr anything like that you know, don't always take it for face value because, um, you know, it's, it's nothing that they're trying to smoke and mirrors you, but sometimes that box on Twitter ain't big enough to explain how I sold this piece and some, sometimes you don't want to say, you know, so, yeah, don't, you know, think about the piece that you're creating and who you would like to hold it, like, not who would who you'd like to buy it because they've got money, but, like, by your piece being in their collection, what does that mean for you? Like, think think about who you'd like to, sell that piece you've made an invention and you've got two guys on the street and they both say i'll give you 10 pounds for it do you give it to the guy who's going to go throw it in the bin or you guy who's going to go show more investors like you sell it to this guy and just mm-hmm. try and you know figure that one out for um your, yourself when you're creating this art and um you know it, if you get to the point where you're throwing it out on twitter and you haven't shown anybody and nobody knows about it then don't expect to make a quick turnaround sale. Do you know what I mean? You've got a, you've got a promo and promo and let people know exactly who you are, what it is that you're that you're creating, and and, and why ultimately.
0: Okay, so talk, we talked about a few things: target audience, um, marketing, concept, stories. There's so many platforms out there already. Um, like we've got the open seas, wearable, um, super rare foundation. Depend on what, and I guess you'll go to these platforms depending on what kind of collector you want to sell to. Also, um, yeah. but obviously, I want to go into looking what you guys are doing. Uh, obviously, Dropbook. <laughs> so obviously, it's built by the artists for the collector. So I like that that side of it. Um, first, of all, tell me why you guys that. <laughs> <laughs> build another platform because there's plenty out there. However, they're not yeah, doing it
1: like we they're not <laughs> doing it like us, that's for sure. I'll tell you now, they ain't doing it like us. You've got marketplaces, they serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and and for us, these varying these varying services that you know, like for instance, OpenC is literally an open like they nailed the name, that's for sure. Let's just leave it at that, you know. So uh and then you've got you've got your kind of your superares and stuff like that, which uh you know, again, they're curated by a small group, and you know that's the, they definitely serve a purpose and all that. And then we're not competing with them; then they are not our competition at all. If anything, we're we're helping bring some value to the whole industry, which will then ripple out to those guys. You know, we you know we're we already got good good working relationships with the likes Origin, Rareable, Red Kite. I don't know if you know much about those guys, but quite new. But the working with traditional graffiti artists like Ben Ayn, um yeah. me loves, laughs at me because I can never pronounce a guy's <laughs> name, but for, Naka, for Nakapan, yeah. yeah. So a lot of really cool street artists and they're bringing those guys on. We work with them, they're not competition. Mm. Um, our competition would be um you drop calendars of sorts, but at the moment, I'd I'd like to see a drop calendar that, that doesn't just take large amounts of Eve to appear, they'll accept anyone on the calendar. So so me as a collector. And, and this is a literally part of my journey. When I first started out, I thought, well, common sense, you know, like you've got, you've got people you want to buy sneakers and you know which, which sites to go to. So surely there's got to be drop calendars for art. And I was looking and I would started getting a bit clued up about things. And I'm thinking, I know this guy's, I know like, fuck renders dropping this week. I know kid h's dropping this week and all that. So like, all these guys are dropping. None of them are listed. You're showing me a JPEG of a, Of a bird or something like what the what what is this? Do you know what I mean? So you know why that is. That's because all they're interested in is who's going to pay them the most money to feature on the calendars. Mm -hmm. Now, as 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 someone who's a bit more advanced now, I don't want to be seeing that. As someone who's new to the space, that's dangerous. That's really, really, really damaging to the space because you come on, you think these guys have come across with some authority and they've shown me this. I've bought it and I've just bought. A pump and dump, basically. Or you know what I mean? So that's that they, they could would possibly be our competition in a, in a different world. But you know, our focus is to bring these drop calendar, bring a drop calendar, which is like the end result of everything we're doing behind the scenes, but do it with integrity. So artists, uh, primarily going to be artists, we'll have some collections on there, but only the guys that uh good actors in the space. So what which... are you sorry sorry to cut
0: you I just want to just want to know something so were you oh, yeah curating these artists or are they paying to get on there at a lower entry point what is it?
1: We're not charging artists to get on the site. So they, they, sure. how how do they get on the site? Could anybody get on there? So initially yeah. we're, we're initially because we're still in the beta testing phase yeah. we're picking the we're picking the artists mm-hmm. at the moment which we've got to do. We've got to to kind of have some balance to it for now. Um, In the medium term, I'd say the short term, but pretty soon what we're going to be doing is we're going to be releasing um, an NFT token. And with that token, you're allowed to vote on who comes onto the site. So what we're doing there is we are creating a way that's the balance between one, it being complete open chaos and two, being controlled by a closed group. Like we don't want that. Responsibility okay. to be to you know I mean otherwise we just become a drop calendar but we we fall too much on the side of being you know the tastemakers which isn't what web is about we want to be go you know like here's a thousand people is five hundred people whatever it is those people will will pick will okay. the artists that come and apply will look and go any really anyone that's obviously a bad actor in the space we won't even show them to get voted on. Like, you know, these, these ways you can tell with these, with, with these things a lot. The rest, we're going to put them open to votes. So does this is, person go who, on? Does so this, that person go on? Just clarify
0: that, Rick, is the token, people buy, how many tokens are there? And then I'm assuming it's a community, the people that are on the site, the, the collectors and the artists that are voting to see who they want to see on the drop. Is that right?
1: Oh, for, for voting to see who's on the site.
0: who's sees who's on the site. So then... Yeah. My, my question to that is just a challenge that it, you may not see it as a challenge, but how do you, because if it's, say, it's just the UK, you, you onboard the UK, yeah, then yeah. potentially you may only get a certain type of artist, um, location-based, uh, depending on who's, who you, which, which crowd you've got. Like how are you going to broaden the, the aspects of getting other people on if they have the choice? Does, does that make sense? I'm asking that.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll just jump in here as well because I think this is this is part of like the the token that we want that we're that we're going to release. Yeah, is is to solve this point exactly. Is okay. that yeah. we're just in the UK, bro? Do you know what I mean? And we've got we've got um, you know, you've seen the gallery. Like we've got a lot of things going on for for us right now. And you know, I'm an artist. Rick's a collector. And ultimately, the 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 point of this platform is to help everyone to still carry on their day-to-day collecting or creating but also like continue to build as well because you know how much time this takes up of your day you know i mean whether it's the mornings the evenings the weekends the lot like they all just disappear and here we are now in may again and it's got he felt like years just disappeared so it's like the the point of creating this platform is to sort of free up everybody's time Mm -hmm. and by allowing the like think think of it like this the marketplaces have curators so super rare's got a set of curators nifty's got a set of curators Rareable, etc etc they've all got curators so mm-hmm. for us to try and take on and even you know with our current team of like six like even if we were to scale it up to 60 like it's a lot of people to get through like because we're not just covering the uk and also we're not just covering rareable; like we're covering all of the marketplaces and as many blockchains as possibly, as we possibly can. So when we get to the point where we've got, say, you know, a thousand artists on, on here, like not only is it going to be super hard to move them around the site and let, you know, certain drops be featured and populate the homepage and things like this, but also that just like rare did last year, the applications are going to like stack up and stack up and stack up to the point where people right now are getting accept- accepted from applications that they put in 12 months ago. And yeah. I think that was, it's a, it was been a big slowdown for super rare, super rare, you know, the team's amazing. And, and the platform is one of the best, but that period, like everyone started hating on super rare. Oh, I can't get on there. And things like this. So by yeah. we, in that moment, I thought, well, all of the all of the artists that are currently on there and have, and have met that, that process already, there should be a small amount of those guys that are either handpicked or given the opportunity to say, like, you're really, really, really good actors. Like, would you take an hour out of your week to just go ching, 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 ching and, and see these people? Like, they might be guys you know, they might be brand new people, but we're we're gonna shortlist these guys. So by offering these tokens out. You ask for price and quantity. We haven't got down to that okay. stage yet. Again, we're tra- we're just trying to make sure that we're not it's not too expensive, but we're not cutting ourselves short because again, we, we have got the gallery and things like this that we're gonna we're gonna renounce. But the by allowing artists and collectors to have their say, it's almost like it becomes a community before you get to the marketplaces. So super rare could potentially look at Dropbook and say, Well, if he's on Dropbook, he, he meets check one, so we haven't got to check that. And I think if the artists and collectors are the guys who are curating that, it's basically the same users that are on super rare and nifty and rareable in these places anyway. So yeah. the, the artists and collectors that we, well cl- the platform's open to collectors anyway, like any collector can come on, but it's only limited to artists. So we're hoping that by putting those tokens in place, we not only get a massive variety from all marketplaces of like rareable guys who do this, plus this, plus this, plus that. To like a mini ecosystem of rarible but each one of those for marketplaces and then stretched out across the world because we can't we can't find everybody bro do you know what i mean and yeah yeah got, no, i hear that
0: i hear that
2: you can you imagine a platform that's got a foul fa- let's just say, say a thousand a thousand curators that every single day are letting people you know letting people through to get shortlisted and, and voting on features that we're going to build it's like it's almost a big hub before you go to the marketplace So when a new artist comes on and they're they're really, really good, but don't have that much social traction, they can come onto Dropbook and we'll say, right, what sort of collector are you looking for? Right, I'm looking for this kind. And we'll say, right, sweet, no problem. Do you know what I mean? And then straight away, they've got an avenue that they can do exactly what we spoke about 20 minutes ago about like, how do you try and get a collector or how do you find collectors that like your work? Like we're trying to be that middle hub before you go off into the wild west of NFTs to say, right, this is what you've got. You're a really good artist. You, you, all these artists say so. All these collectors say so. So now you're you're basically in the space now. So you've just got to throw, you know, get your work out there with the story, and and that's your best shot right now. Rather than throwing it on Twitter and doing none of that. So that curation ticket. I went off a bit a bit of a tangent there, but that, no, that no, cur- it, you know it makes
0: it makes sense. Like what you're saying there now. Like it seems almost like I see you guys an an onboarding slash creating a portfolio getting you ready for the the big world of the NFT space to say that. Okay, then now you're set you're more fit for that market and you've got your package to offer there so it may push you it may make it easier for these other marketplaces to pick people to come is that right
2: and and, and we we, we're also priming them for sales so for a collector to come in to see this new new artist that they've never heard of they could have been here for 10 years they've never heard of him because of the noise you know i mean you found him you really like his work oh he's on super rare oh he's got Always oh, got a, a known origin drop coming up soon. Like we're priming people for sales. So by coming onto Dropbook, you're not only being given the opportunity where we're going to market you to the right collectors based on not only what we think, plus you're getting the validation of artists and collectors to even get accepted onto the platform. So it's like a big family, then almost it's like, right, okay, well, this is the best, this is a launch pad almost for a bit of like for artists. It can be seen as a launch pad to say, right, well, you know, I'm putting now that so you you load up your drop and you can see how many people like it and have saved it it's motivation i'm working on my drop and i'm like right five more collectors have just found me and want to you know want to get my next drop and it's like right now that does not exist like you can't find this information it's like even my some of my collectors i've made art for and then like when i've released it i've been like where are they? And it's like, they don't need to come back. Do you know what I mean? Like I need more new ones. I need like people who are discovering me. And at at the moment it's like that discovery process is so hard that most don't even do it, you know? So we're trying to build a bit of a launch pad for new artists. We're trying to provide a a space where currently thriving artists can still connect to their collectors through all the ETH noise and the chart noise and everything else that's going on right now. But, um, and then also for the collectors, it gives them like a massive playground to say, Right, you know, do I don't want to keep up with the guys I'm already buying, or do I want to go on a bit of a journey and find some new guys, and maybe that's on a different marketplace? Maybe that's on Rarible this that's week. Right. You
0: know? That's 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 a valid point, guys. That I don't think I, I don't think it's a place where collectors can go. And maybe you can answer this. Is a place where collectors can go and say, I can find a bunch of artists where I can see all the platforms are on, what type of work they do, uh, broken down almost like a, a profile of an artist. So you can say, I, I like even if you you haven't heard of the artist, you can kind of suss out what where their work is going and you can check their drops so that makes sense that's something that that's very interesting i, ha- I haven't seen at all so um yeah okay so is anything you want to add to that rick
1: oh that's that's pretty much i think milo's covered most things there but one thing i will say as well is yeah. like um you know yeah finding new artists but also one of the big struggles is keeping up to date with me, me current artists that i like buying from yeah. Um, You know, like like I say, we haven't always got time to troll through Discord and to get the... I mean, my Discord's crazy. I, I, I It was causing me anxiety <laughs> attacks at one point. I had to switch. I don't have notifications on Discord. I look at it, because I look at it that much anyway, like, yeah. for it to be pinging when I'm spending that one minute of my day not on it, like, I haven't... And it's just so much, like, I'm looking, it's on the thing now, like, 15 messages, 15 alerts from known origin, <laughs> like, you know, this and the other, like, what is going on? So... I just want to think right like I follow this artist so all right he might not be doing a drop or he might be I want to know about it mm. um, and again pl- uh, marketplace agnostic I need to know if he's decided he's doing something on hence today or it's going to be through Rareable, or maybe he's got a nifty coming up like I'm interested in the artist so I want to know what what they're doing and it might not be a drop it might be something like something to do with the project and there's some kind of airdrop coming up or something mm. like that it doesn't all have to be about pushing the primary sales um it can be like the you know like stuff like that and like a podcast like yourself mm-hmm. you know like you might have a podcast coming up and i want to know what podcast you've got coming up so i want to go to Dropbook and i want to see what what you're posting but also the artist should be posting them too because yeah. You know, to get the up-to-date information that the artist is actually doing there's you know, like hitting podcasts and stuff like that's the perfect thing. So just making sure there's that as well, and like Milo said, like making it sure, you know, like opening up um opening up people's eyes to new new opportunities yes. too. I guess it's it is a lot when you really think about it, and I'm sure
0: obviously Milo's quite good because I see you're always active on Twitter. <laughs> but um, but like I try my best. I try my best. <laughs> yeah, well as an artist, I guess. To get once you if you've got a drop going up and you you've been spending all this time doing the work two or three days out week so how long it takes you to do this work and then now you've done that now I've got to go and sell it and I've got to let everyone know that I've got it out there and if you're not if that isn't you by nature to be on Twitter talking every minute reaching out to people then going onto that platform and that it's gonna be overwhelming it's a lot and if you've got to do that for each marketplace then that's a lot too also so if you've got one place to go to where the infrastructure's already set up. You can kind of input and say, Look, this is what I'm doing guys, give an update. You know collectors, it's for the collectors. So the collectors are gonna come and find you. its It makes the process a lot easier. And I think that's what's needed within the NFT space is mm-hmm. tools and platforms. That's gonna make things easier for people. Yeah. <laughs> for people sure, man.
2: When I first came to the space last year, when I was selling my, my art, creating my art, I got a checklist of things that I needed to do. And it was like, post on Twitter, post on Discord, uh, message my collectors. They were like three things that were like core cool things that you had to do. And that was because everyone was in this ball, right? Mm-hmm. And now this year, everyone's like spread out and becoming like their own little balls. So now this checklist is like this long, do you know what I mean? So it's like, we, we saw this platform as a way to say, right, this this big, big checklist, we'll deal with that by creating a central point. So we'll bring everyone back into this middle ground to say, right, you just tick off this checklist and put your drop information on then you can do whatever you want for the next five days like announce that you're going to do a drop put some placeholders in there let everyone know something's coming go and spend the week working on your work and we will push this thing like as a, naturally as a platform and us doing our, our, our drop up socials we'll push this thing as well as because it's there on the side, your collectors mm-hmm. will see it so it's going to free up like uh, that that anxiety that big list of like okay well now that i've finished my work now i've got to go and sell it we're trying to put this this platform in the right spot to say tell people you're going to make some work to sell and we'll sell it while you go and do you go and create it do you know what I me mean? send it you know you can fill out your edit your drop and put more macro shots and some whips some behind the scenes footage because this is the story and if, if we go and speak to a collector and say did, yo did you know milo's dropping like at the end of this month he said no no I didn't what's he working on say what well, he hasn't re- released what it is yet but if you go to the drop page you can subscribe to it and when he when he puts these updates in you'll get him it's all oh, i want to be in on this journey man because when i see that final piece it's like i feel a part of it and i think that's what's missing right now is that human emotion of like i love collecting i love art but me just hitting by on something it doesn't satisfy that you know what I mean? It's like going to a Formula One race and just watching the last lap. Like, I want to see the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I want to see every, I want to see them just line up. I want to see the pit stops. I want to see yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, not you know, and just as a as, as a, a last point, um, you know, we've built this off our own backs, like nobody told us to do it, no one asked us to do it, like we found some issues within the market that of even now becoming more and more relevant of like the space is getting noisier and about different things and it's breaking off into mini genres and things like this. Like we built this off our own back to try and help this space move forward. Do you know what I mean? And to help collectors find great artists and help artists find great collectors. So, you know, this is, um, well, for, for us, it's super, you know, we're super proud of what we built and what we're trying to, what we're trying to do. And, you know, with the tokens to allow people to curate, should solve everyone's, Everyone's crying on Twitter. Like, oh, they won't let me on. Like, Ooh. well, you have a say. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you, you see if that's the crack. So, you know, we. I also want this to just from a personal point for me as an artist is like to show other artists that like creating isn't just making art. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you've come to a space that has been very, very good to most, most people. Like, I, I can, you know, pretty much guarantee that everyone who came at late 2020 or the first half of 2021 made quite a lot of money like money that art artists don't really see that much you know what i mean so i want this to be a bit of a not an, not necessarily an inspiration but an example of like make a change you know what i mean if if the if your discord isn't working like do something to it you know what i mean don't just accept that it's dead you know do something to it or whatever that's get rid of it keep it change it like whatever it is you can build in this space because we're so early and like when we when i've grown up through grown up through myspace bebo facebook and all these emerging things tumblr and seen these things vine come and go and understood like why they come and grow like d- this isn't going to be the same next year and if you don't grow and build and adapt like you 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 will be that guy who's on twitter saying why did i never sell my art man this nft stuff da-da-da-da. like build man you know what i mean like grind with it because this space moves super fast and if yes. you make one sale and get comfortable man you'll get left behind for sure so of artists out there do some work, man. <laughs> <laughs> are, you
0: guys, are you guys building a marketplace with alongside what you're doing? no so this is a platform solely for what you're talking about yes 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 so this i
2: think this is the 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 common misconception i think with us because when people say platform they think marketplace and like it's that's the easiest way to generate revenue for a a dev or so i'm going to build a marketplace i'm going to take the top off the sales like we have no interest in doing this you know i mean obviously we have to create revenue for the business to make sure that we can keep developing features and what we've got going on with the gallery and things but like ultimately like we're trying to figure out we figured out a way that we can keep this like pretty clean on the front end and just like generate bits of revenue here and there do you know what I mean so we're not a marketplace you're not going to be able to mint on drop up when we launch it's purely to prime these marketplaces so rareable known origin super rare nifty gateway uh, and, yeah well, you'll thank is in 6 months man when people when people turn up to your your marketplace actually knowing what they want to buy and not just like scrolling through your homepage and thinking yeah. You know, because, you know, that's all artists have got right now, man. You go to Super Rare and you think it's a golden ticket to sale, to sale. But unless they market you and put you on the homepage, like, you're just still hidden like everybody else is. So, you know, we're trying to build Super Rare at its own homepage on Dropbook and, you know, like, get get this middle ground popping so the marketplaces can be marketplaces, you know, and not talent scouts so much. So, yeah, I, man. Want
0: to, I want to flip it on these head, lads. Like, Rick, I want to talk to you about being, you've got, you've caught for the artist side of it now the onboarding process as a collector who who's is interested in NFTs but doesn't really know what it is and what like what tell me about their journey in regards to using you guys and what are you guys doing to assist them to get them on board
1: yeah so I mean at at the moment it's it's this thing of people you know people want to buy everyone I think a lot of people are this this new movement with NFTs, a lot of people are interested in art. I've always had an interest in art, um, and it's just you know, it's just where where do you start, um, you know? But this this kind of opens things up a lot, and the, the transactions are a lot easier because everything's digital and stuff like that. So there is a lot of people out there that that want to get into the space, not to buy a JPEG of a cat or something, but or, you know, nothing. But, you know, like this next pump and dump thing and it's just separating those things like mm. how do you tell the difference when you're brand new you can you don't know what you're looking at again it goes back to a lot of the stuff we've covered like the story behind it like is it just some devs that have got together and paid an artist on Fiverr and that is that the story not a great one but a lot of the times that's what the story is so mm. the, the way we want to build this is the end result is someone comes to you Sean and says I want to get into NFTs, where do we start? Now, you've got your own things going on, but we want you to be comfortable enough to go, just go to Hook. They'll deal with that. They'll help you through that. So for the season collector, we, we want it to be the tools are super sharp, you know, like it's your, almost like you start your day with DropHook, you look at what we've got going on. It's your, it's your planner for the for the NFT space. For for someone new, they, they understand that, although they might, you know, like you can't guarantee anyone's going to buy and sell to make money. And, you know, like if that's purely what you're about, go and read up on shit coins and stuff like that and best of luck to you. (laughs) But, you know, if you genuinely want to buy art, you've got an interest in your money and don't want to just not care about what you're buying and have a bit of a concern that some of this is going to be investments and and why not, um, that at least your decisions are based on actual buying actual art from actual artists. Now, that's power in itself mm. um you know and and you know that's that's how we want to kind of frame it but a lot of it's going to be about educating and telling people and, and explaining to people like what the difference is you know we've we've got content being made as we speak that that kind of covers that from a from a base level so and just working and, and kind of working up from there so that's um I think I answered your question anyway. Is it, it, it going to be like a filter,
0: a filter process? Which, I, if, you have, if you haven't thought this would be good to add, is like a filter process in regards to I want to search for three D art, uh, pixel art, or even it's, a, it's,
2: a, it's a already product. there, brother. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, just <laughs> you I'm can just... or even the the price entry. I've only got this much amount to set to spend, so I want an artist that is only making a drop within this amount. Even that yeah. side of it.
2: So at, at the moment, currently on, on the beta, you can sort between currency. So ETH, Matic, FTM, BnB and Solana, Tezos. Mm-hmm. Design style, which is 3D, animation, abstract, g- geometric, all this other stuff. NFT type, which is single edition, multiple edition, collectible, generative, things like this. And then you can search for marketplace. We want to open these filters up to like as many as possible. Do you know what I mean? Of like, mm-hmm. Because... You know, we've got uh, we and the beta now we're coming up to about seventy artists. So we're looking all out right on the beta. But when when we start to you know um get these curation passes out, we want like to be onboarding 30 artists a day. Do you know, I mean, we want a lot. Uh, we can't supply our collectors with good quality information. If there's only a hundred artists, like we need everybody who's like serious about this. And who's was doing, doing big bits to be able to say, right, you fill out all these things and we, you as a collector, Sean can come on and say, right, I'm, I'm looking for something for Tezos today, looking for 3d multiple edition on objects. Boom. Like you can't get that from objects. Like yeah. you can't bro. Do you know what I mean? And I think this is, and when you see there's no drops found, you think you're thinking, right. Well, I've got my niche that isn't being filled right now. Do you know what I mean? And this yeah, is yeah, where, like,
0: that. That.
2: Where, where you as a collector could get the curation token and say, right, I'm going to put on some of my hand guys. Like some of the dudes mm-hmm. that I collect from aren't on here yet. So I'm going to get them through. And, and, you know, this is, we're here to to build and to grow as a community rather than, you know, me, me and Rick are obviously CEOs of the company, but we don't want to be CEOs of the platform. Do you know what I mean? We want this platform to be molded into what everybody uh, feels it needs to become to, to, to continue solving the solution as, as feature moves forward, you know? So it's it's different. It's not a marketplace. It's not a data aggregation site. It's not just pulling stuff from OpenSea and telling you how much percentage it's gone up or down by. Like, this is for artists uh, and and collectors to really, really knuckle down and, and get to what they want to find or see or research, you know?
0: No, I, I like it. Man. And the thing I like about it is, is that the fact that I know that this is going to be needed not just for as long as artists, I know it's artists, artists focused at the moment, but this is going to be needed for photographers, musicians, anybody creative. They're going to need this platform. Yeah, you know what well, I mean, we yeah. We,
2: we, yeah, we built it from our artists natively because yeah, I'm yeah. I, twist, twisting Rick's arm <laughs> every day, saying, "Artists, artists, artists!" But you were the, when, when we sorry when when we met you, Sean, when we was down in London that day, like we were still we were building drop up then and I, I literally came away from that and said to rick i said we need a spot for podcasters we need a spot for events we need a spot for gallery shows we need us we need auction we need we need it like that artist tab at the top should be you know like the collectors will have their own tab so you can scroll through the collectors as well and see what mm-hmm. they collect and go on your own little research but the idea is ultimately to have all of those things featured on there: artists podcasters events spaces the full creators of value
1: just creators of value i mean musicians photographers they're artists they are artists you know like um but but in general like you you, you're going out you're creating content you're creating something of value and it's a value to the nft space then we we want it we want that we want to be able to share that because there's going to be information on the ice on there and you know props to the people like yourself that are actually putting the work into to kind of collect that information and go out and speak to people. So, you know, that's that's a really important part of the ecosystem that we want to support as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, all up. we want all that on. One thing we talked with, we both have mentioned
0: education, which is a, a massive thing that I think is, is not, it's spoken about, but is I think it's blocking and stopping people from entering the space. Lack of education, lack of understanding, no clarity in what NFTs are, because I, I was... I always say, everyone tries to explain what an NFT is, but they don't understand what a blockchain is. Doesn't make, they're not really gonna understand the, the, the possibilities and why would you create an NFT? So everyone needs to cover all areas. But I, another thing I see that no one talks about is best practices and that's hindering the space as, as we've seen with people being scammed and, and all sorts. So is there gonna be an area for that also uh,
1: if there isn't security? <laughs> um, I'm not sure how much well you know what Well, it's web free let's share some information well, so oh before you do, do counselors. before you do because I know what you're going <laughs> to say
2: uh, just to slip in there the blog section on the side will be specifically designed for education mar- like marketing tips for artists collectors and things like this but what Rick's going to tell you about now is a different beast <laughs>
1: <laughs> go on Rick she had a news so, I mean I don't know I don't know if this is what I'm going to say but you know I'm going to say it anyway. So <laughs> uh, currently getting together like a flow chart of where you start out in the end. Am I re- is this what you thought I was going to say, Milo? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So we're getting together a flow chart of, of how how things go step by step. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there we're going to kind of build out and make make almost like a course for mm-hmm. people to work through. That's the kind of in the ideation phase at the moment. But I feel like it's really really handy to kind of go, right, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's a blockchain? Simple explanation for what a blockchain is, answer a couple of questions, then move on to your next phase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like, what are your types of blockchain if you want to go down that path? But kind of mapping things out like that and kind of, and then that's something you can kind of skip back to and think, well, where does that sit in the journey? Yeah, You know, yeah. this yeah. is it. But it's very early days with this, and we're just building it out. But these are the kind of things that, you know, We're not just looking to get some artists and list them on a site and mm-hmm. hopefully some collectors get it. We're, look, we're, we're really aiming towards our time and energy is going into educating people and creating yeah. strong foundations for everyone that we work with. Okay. Which, actor, you know? Go
2: on. which which, which is, a, is a little bit the alpha. We missed a little bit out. But the, the, we're, we're basically prepping all of this stuff now to be able to uh, bring it into a physical space to have people sitting in front of us sitting in front of our staff and using these manuals using these this infrastructure that we're putting together right now to have like workshops physical workshops and things like this again it's just a at at the moment it's it's work in progress so we won't stick anything out there and (laughs) in set in stone but the fact of the matter is like this is what like naturally me and rick have found ourselves of like found this you know this this chunk of ourselves that we almost didn't know was there is that like you know we're here to grow we're here to build but we enjoy fucking helping people at the end of the day like we really do you know when we when we're having meetings with people in real life and they're like so what do you guys do like we enjoy telling them and it's not because we're driving around in Lamborghinis it's because like this technology is so amazing that like whether you attach it to art or even like security to get through doors and things like we understand how Big this is going to be so we enjoy telling people about it which i'm sure you enjoy talking to people about it and it's and it's the same sort of thing as you know when, when we're working on the physical space um this is what we want to be doing like we want to be educating children you know what i mean like teenagers are saying like you guys are going to be working in this industry so you better understand what a blockchain is at 16 years old because when you get to 30 this is what you're going to be dealing with every single day. Do you know what I mean? So we're not only trying to prime artists and collectors to, you know, little tips for collectors to find great artists and vice versa, but for one of the biggest focuses of Dropbook is to allow new people to come into the space and not only have a safe place to shop or to, or to source basically, but also a place to learn and understand that like, NFTs are not banana, man, do you know what I mean? These are not like just, they're not all donkeys, man, do you know what I mean? Like this is, if you want to come here and take it seriously and you collected physical art in the real world, you know, we're we're here to help you understand like what this beast is and and how you're going to manage to get yourself involved. Because last year in the barbershop, it was kind of easy. This year, it's like, you're seeing the charts, don't up, dive down. Oh, I don't know, now it's a lot more risky. Like it's very easy to onboard someone. Uh, when they can buy Eve today and make hundred dollars tomorrow, but when it's down and when it's you know it's oh it's not working now is it though? Hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like you know we're we're trying to come up with as many possible options um, as we can to make it easier for people to to get into the space and enjoy it just like we've been doing. You know, yeah, you know, we've had our ups and downs, mate, but ultimately it's been fun and um, and life changing, man. Not only you know financially, but also more importantly like we've now found our paths in life of like right okay this is for the most part this is what we're doing right now we've been digital marketers and artists and this and that and you know this is a place where you can really home in on all of those skills that you've used throughout your your whole career uh, Mm -hmm. and 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 use them to your advantage so yeah man it's it's exciting stuff
0: i want to add i want to add a bit more about the if you can yeah um, for sure the, 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 the the gallery so is that yeah, yeah. We can talk about. You can let us know a bit know. Yeah, like that.
2: yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll do some. So we'll do some base level information. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, it's located in Manchester. It's fucking huge. Very very big. <laughs> uh, it's got two floors, man. We're 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 building a gallery and a lot of working space. We'll have our own drop off offices in there as well. But I think one of the one of the most exciting things for us is you know obviously we'll have a space and it's developing the space for Web three. We're trying to turn it into this a web 3 hub that people can come and learn about web three as well as you know hosting these things but for us it's exciting to have drop next to the gallery like our offices are inside the gallery the gallery and drop are separate entities but you know we're we're, we're partner. well you know we're we're owners of it so uh we're going to be partnering up the platform of the gallery and basically you know using a lot of the art that's put onto the platform to feed the gallery so coming on to drop again, this, this level of exposure that we're trying to give to people won't just be, Oh, just on the site. Like we're trying to anything that you put onto our digital websites, we're trying to translate into, into physical to be able to show people like this is your art. You know what I mean? Like this, when you come to Drop Up, we're not only going to show it to collectors, we're going to show it to normal people as well. Do you know what I mean? To really yeah. try and bridge that gap. So that's about as much as I'll say. We're not too far off. You know, weeks and weeks and weeks turn into months and months and months. But listen, again, we've got a lot on, mate. I'm an artist, Rick's a collector. We've got Drop Up, we're building the platform, we're getting the infrastructure sorted, we've got staff, we're building the gallery. Like, we don't sleep, bro. Do you know what I mean? So there's only so much we can do and say.
0: Rick, Rick, what, what how is it, how important is it for? an artist to actually physically view these things? Because I, I always question, okay, it's great having it on these screens it's it's good, but I mean, how comes are not, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to see more immersive tech, the VR, yeah. the AR, that the art coming into real life and having that, that immersive experience within the gallery. I mean, is that something you're looking to do potentially in the future? I know I might be looking ahead, but is that something you guys- I think do? it's
1: important and you know, like there was a guy I followed last night, I'll send you who it was, when it? it was to just grab my eyes but basically like play, playing with the space using digital to play with the physical space and you know it's great having these things on a on a samsung teller that's been turned on its side and you have to keep yeah. pressing the remote to keep it on <laughs> you know that that was a, <laughs> a very 2021 flex so let's let's move on a bit from that now and evolve like you know i i just want to yeah i just i just want to start working with artists to, to kind of play with that space and, and see what we can come up with and it, it is good. It is, you know, like it to, to see a piece of art, digital art on a wall that you can step back and really absorb, uh, I think it's important, man. It's nice, you know, and it, it's, it's kind of to, to put the two side by side. It, it helps people as well that are new to NFTs to see it on the wall, you know. Yeah. And I think we're going to see in people's homes where, you know, there's going to be digital screens that have the art flicking through. You know, like hit a button and it changes your whole wall to to a different piece of art. And I think it's it's going to tie in that transition, which a lot of this is. Another great thing that I'm looking forward to doing with the space is is showing people because we're going to have physical art there. We've already spoke spoke to mm-hmm. a couple of physical artists, so we're going to have their pieces there anyway. It's not all going to be digital, um, but to put the two side by side yeah. and say, and again, like what we were saying earlier, is like the idea is the art and anything after that's labor and material. So The end result to your left is a piece of digital art on this screen, and the piece to your right is a physical piece of art, and both of them can be backed by NFT. uh, The the NFT, the underlying tech, because that is that is the limitate. That is the like the the pros and cons are that's the limitations of the NFT. Mm. You know what I mean? That's their part in the journey is the digital provenance, so Mm. that can be applied to both worlds. So I think. You, you show someone that in front of the face, like it make it makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. I, 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 while you're you
0: talking about the gallery side, I just think it'd be cool. It'd probably, I don't think it even exists, so it's possible. But if you had like an open gallery, so you had screens up there or whatnot, or if you could implement augmented reality and people would walk in and their wallets would connect and the art would be showcased. A little, as long as you're in the gallery, your art would be showcased within the gallery. So artists would turn up to showcase their work and they'd be reflected on all the screens. Anything, <laughs> any, anything's, anything's possible,
2: possible. brother. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So, now we it, need to real. have more conversations on this. We'd have the whole scene lining up at the door, <laughs> bro. <laughs> every, every no, but no, screen. I love
1: it. I do love it. Like, you could literally get the wallets as people are coming in and then just be cherry picking out and yeah, going, yeah. Oh, this is it's good. Showcase. This is such such a and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you get a bunch of collectors
0: in there and the work just rotating and. Your work comes up, and you're like, Oh, there's my work, and so on. And like, everyone gets to appreciate each of us' work as long as you want it collected. Or on the food yeah. side, as a collector, you get to showcase what you've collected. So yeah,
2: that's it. Yeah. 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 This is a massive point that Rick keeps uh, keeps drilling into me. He's like, It's all right, the artists get to show the work, but what about the collectors? Like, they, they need to like flex as well. Like, they need to yeah, show yeah. off, like, yeah. because what's the point? Like, you're going to buy something and hide it underneath the floorboard, and no one's going to see it. It's like, you want to shout about it as well. So, you know, this is. And this is the joy of like this is why we haven't really you know announced the gallery or anything like this because these ideas are like still transforming in our minds and it's like if we if we couple it with the release of dropbook it seems like the same thing it's like there's there's big wins to be had on like us you know moving into the into the gallery and and implementing these these new techniques and you know um, for the curators that the, the guys who who get the tokens who will be making the decisions on dropbook it's like when we have events like this is this is who they're going to be for do you know what i mean like when we've got you know a hundred let's just again a, a random number but a hundred like curators who are purely collectors then we'll have collectors night you know what i mean and it's like we'll we'll book out some hotels and you come over and it will be like right okay if you're on the list your art will get flipped you don't know where it's going to be but you wander around and find out oh is that your piece no that's my piece yeah oh mm-hmm. That is sit who's that from you know and i think these are the things that Not only can exist in the metaverse, which is you know something else we're working on, but like, but also the physical space of like when you, are me and you chatting in London, mate. Do you know what I mean? We can we're so familiar now. Do you know what I mean? We've only met each other once and we're so familiar. And I think for for where the gallery is located, super close to to the airport, bang in the middle of the UK, um, you know, pretty pretty central in 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 the in europe where the globe is you know what i mean for americans and 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 people like super far um super far east but like there's there's loads to be done in connecting people and um pushing this technology and space forward like in a real room of like oh i'm telling my chick I, i went to that nft event last night it's like oh how was it it's the exact same as me sitting on my computer. When I'm sitting on my computer, it's like, I'm doing nothing. So, what <laughs> have you been doing today? I was sitting on your computer all day. So it's like, I think this is something that the space needs to grow in itself, just to get out of your fucking bedrooms, bro. And go and meet some people, you get yeah, me, that, so. I, I couldn't yeah. agree
0: more, man. Like in real life events is so important. Like meeting people, you can't take that, that side away. Like meeting people, building relationships, having conversations and just to add to the collectors showing off their pieces, like, that creates conversations like i, yeah. I can tell you a story that that time when i went to uh when i met you in manchester um yeah. i i wanted i was i, I wanted to find who kid 8 was <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. so and i was i literally told dave i was like, like you can tell me who. he's like nah you gotta he's here but i can't, I can't tell you is and the reason why i met him is because i had i had my board eight t-shirt on and he came up to me yeah yeah, and started speaking to me and then i got me kind of that that's it but that's mate, like it's only because of that connection we had, and you seen what I had on. It was that was the conversation starter. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's just amazing that how people can connect through different things. And I think as a, that's something that needs to be tapped into. Collectors, people connecting on what's in their wallets and whatnot.
2: It's it's also like bro. When I, I made my Twitter account in November 2020, because I'd never done socials before really, because I'd just been working in the shadows for the labels and stuff like that. And I'm sure, bro, for like the first six months, people thought I was a chick. And then like, I turn up and I'm like a big tall fucking dude with a beard and that. And people are like, Oh, you're Milo. And they're like, what? Like, I thought the, I thought the, the cause it, I didn't have a, you know, like a, a guy in a, on my avatar, it was just a gem, like the top of a diamond. And it was like, people didn't know. And it was like, when people realized like who I was, I'm like, Oh, you were a real person. Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like so many more people then reached out on Twitter and engaged with me a lot more on, on, on the internet, you know, like, People like other artists, like artists are a weird breed, man. A lot of them aren't very like sociable, like keep keep things to themselves. And it's like Vector Maldrew and uh, <laughs> there's the like Carway and and D Face and so these guys, man. Like we're very chilling having lunch life. with them, and, and this it's so comfortable. Do you know what I mean? And I think like. When you're online, it's very hard to, you know, cherry pick those people and say he's a nice guy. You know, he's a nice guy. He's not here for. He's not trying to twist my arm for that something. You know what I mean? So that when you can sit down with these people, have a chat with them, seeing seeing them in a sim- similar environment for who they are, it just it creates that makes that family a lot more closer. And that's what we're trying to do with Drop Up. Like the curation tokens. Me and Rick have had the conversations about. You know, everyone who gets a curation token, we might be able to book some flights out for our events and stuff. And it's like. Imagine you're part of something where you're in America, but the event's going on in the UK and the guys, you are ringing you saying like, can we book you a flight to come to the UK? Like, mm. y- y- we want you to be a part of that family. So when you go back, you're like, yo, these guys in the UK, like they're connecting people, they're trying to do this. They've got the gallery, they've got the platform. It's coming from a good place, you know what I mean? We're on the internet. It's very hard to find out where this stuff's coming. As we found, like, just to timestamp it last night, we found out that the guy you who created Azuki was also the guy behind wow. three pump and dumps. And it's like, did you see that really? <laughs> that that's crazy.
1: Like, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the chat. I've seen, I've yeah. seen I have seen, old something was being alluded to and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, here we go I, again. I mean, I yeah. don't
0: know. I don't think, I don't know. It's the case of the transparency. He wanted to be open. I don't know if he wanted to get it off his chest. I mean, is it good? Is it? I don't know. Like, it's well,
2: <laughs> I, I think what it will. Well, I'll sign off on this because we've got to yeah. shoot soon. We've got another yeah, yeah. meeting, but like, you know, the, for me what it shows is how naive the people who buy this stuff actually are like the guy had done free rugs and then pulled out a good project that looked all right and everyone's like yeah 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 and then all of a sudden now because of yesterday they're like dropping Azukis, and it's like bro like you've been invested in you went to the show and everyone checked their wallets when they did the bean drop and it's like He's, he's been doing a good job, you know what I mean? And it's like, if he wanted to get that off the chest to test his community, then his community just failed. Like, I'm not putting any, you know, what he, doing rugs and stuff is, you yeah. know, the reason why the, the game's fucked, basically, do you know what I mean? To a degree, but for his community to like, be involved in it and not see it and then like, make a decision based off like, one thing, he, like the guy hasn't, like, I guess he has committed some sort of crime, but like, not against humanity, bro, Like, you know what I mean? Like, but, yeah. The, the how bad is
1: it, How bad is it? Is it literally like he's he pulled was fun- out and out rugs?
2: Yeah, people three of them like he literally did. like well, he, don't I quote mean- me, but he did, he did, he did funks, and he did um, something else that looked a bit like a turd. I can't remember what it was, but um,
0: he could argue. Look, I didn't, I did a rug pull, but I invested it back into the community to create this big project I haven't <laughs> yeah, i'm sure the people who bought
1: who bought the uh, the original three will be over the moon with that news. you know
2: it, i i think this is what i'm saying to you though it's like did the, the, the guy has been honest he, he could he could never told nobody but the fact yeah. of the matter is that the people who bought it off the bat and have been turning up to the nft events like oh zuki's like you you haven't done your your uh due diligence to understand yeah. that so now that he said this don't run off with the flag like you always knew because you didn't, do you know what I mean? So like play the part of like, it is what it is, but, um, but yeah, man, you know, this is, this is the market we, and we're trying to avoid these people and our, um our background checks on artists are pretty vigorous. You know, we're trying to find out, you know, what these guys are about and who, who they are and what they do. You know what I mean? Not to, not to delve into their personals too much, but to find the bad actors and the medium actors and the great actors. So we can reward these people for, for growing people like yourself. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's there's a hundred of you on on Instagram right now, Sean. I'm sure you know that like, all these guys who are talking into the camera about NFTs and giving people advice and 99 percent of it's bullshit, bro. And like yeah, people yeah. like you are cutting through the noise and speaking to real people like us oh, and other great artists, you know. So we want to we want to you know reward reward you and what you're doing. So you know, as a rule of thumb, this is this is what we're about, Absolutely. man. So growing. Just, uh,
0: just, just to round it off, no, we'll I know we cut the time. One question, just to round it off, I'm going to give it to Rick.
2: Yeah. Um, I agree.
0: So, Rick, 10 years from now, I want you to explain <laughs> to me, how does your morning look with the NFT world? Like, where, where does NFT play its part within you, whether it's your travelling or whether it's going to events? Just ex- wake up in the morning, explain what does the world look like? I want to give you a first-person uh, expl- explanation.
1: All right, so let's say, before we go 10 years, no. forward
0: can you, can you okay go
1: on then go on yeah yeah before we do that yeah. let's go maybe 20 years back right yeah okay. the internet's what we in 93, 93 93 yeah so about 20 years back yeah. around that time the internet's just starting to come about yeah people are like what what the fuck is the interweb browsing is it spiders what's this what's that i don't understand it it's never going to catch on that's where we're at now with NFTs and crypto. That's that's where we're at with 20 years ago. So 10 years from now, it'll be pretty hard to move from A to B without interacting with countless NFTs. Tell me, be
0: that- I want to tell me you tell me I wake up in the morning. I, I do these. I do that. I, that's what I'm asking for. Jesus, I don't yeah, know yeah, what's happening
1: on. next week. I don't know <laughs> so what's on, happening. We in want to 10 talk years. Your like, mind. I hope there's sand involved. Hopefully, there's some sand involved, like the beach. <laughs> you know, like you know, I can be I can be a digital nomad and just pick my laptop up and crack on with some work. But I don't know. But what I can tell you is there's going to be a shitload of NFTs involved, and that's from <laughs> that's from like jumping in my car, and that's from making a purchase. This is that and the other. So. Who knows the specifics, but there's going to be a lot of NFTs involved.
0: I love that, man. I love that. Well, thanks, guys, for coming on. Like it's, I've loved the conversation so much, James. I look forward to the platform dropping. Um, very interesting. So, obviously, when, the, when obviously it drops and everything's out there, we'll probably look to get you on again or do something that we can highlight yeah, and good. Bring, bring some artists And in. vice
1: versa. Let's get you on Dropbook. Let's Wouldn't get um, them, like, Let's
0: get have that conversation. definitely have that conversation, but... Thank you for everyone listening. As in fact, where can everyone find us? Like just, just before we, we
2: wrap it up. Uh, on Twitter, uh, forward slash Milo Art, or one thing, or forward slash Dropbook underscore, someone took car name. We'll get that back. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> Rick, your socials. <laughs> yeah. At Weeby NFT. That's
1: NFT on okay. Twitter. I think it's, just, I've not got an Instagram yet, but yeah, that's uh Boomer. <laughs> i know oh, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. instagram's the boomer move to be honest with you mate <laughs> well, <here> you go.
0: <laughs> guys thanks for coming on uh i hope everyone's loved uh listening and watching uh so everyone stay listening and stay blessed